Hi listeners, I'm Ash. And I'm Z. And welcome back to Mistakes in the Making, a podcast where we keep talking about not having our life figured out, but keep on giving y'all advice on how to figure it out. <laughs> because some way we feel that by talking to you guys about this shit, we'll like learn some shit from it as well. Hopefully. God knows. Our coping mechanisms are wild. Too wild, honestly. <laughs> But yeah, today we're back with an episode that's gonna do just that. Because, okay, so basically yesterday, Zara and I were texting about like what to do this episode on. And I was like, oh, last episode we spoke about self-love. So maybe we can talk about how to love yourself and autocorrect change it to how to life yourself. And Zara liked it. So it kind of stuck. So here we are. We're talking about how to life ourselves. Now... If you could, how would you define how to life yourself? Because it's not the same thing as how to love yourself as we have discovered. <laughs> yes, I guess. Um, okay, think of like yourself as a car, right? Yeah. And like in order for you to function, you need like petrol, right? And that petrol is like life. Otherwise, you're just like a useless like body. Do you know what I mean? Okay, so I actually how, do. how to get the petrol into your life? Yeah, how to really like top up your energy levels, how to recharge, how to make yourself a functional human being. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like this is a good episode for us like personally because like this is the end of the year and like we need time to like retrospect, you know, how everyone does and like wrap up and like the year's been shit. So maybe we can do some like personal learning. Well, let's go for it then. So we each came up with three points on how to life yourself. So I don't want to begin. So why don't you? (laughs) Okay. So my first tip is like eat those extra calories. Literally, if that makes you happy or keeps you sane, just do it. Just eat it. Like finish the tub of ice cream. Finish the entire cake. No one's judging you. But like I honestly, I mean this as like a metaphor. As like just like do something that you want to do and like don't feel guilty about it if like society will judge you for it or they don't accept it if it's something that really makes you happy and you want to do it just do it like don't overthink and this this could be when it comes to like anything like do you want to wear those short clothes fucking wear it you want to like you know eat your heart out and like put on extra weight just do it like no one cares oh i like that it's kind of like the antidote to a minute on the lips, a lifetime on the hips, which is something that I've heard way too much for my own sanity. Oh, fucking people. Shut up. Yeah, that's so true. That's so true. And honestly, like, if you're overthinking something that you want to do, just take a minute and, like, think about it. Like, don't overthink it. Why are you overthinking it? You're just doing it for, like, other people to be happy. But, like, what about you, you know? Exactly. Yeah, that that's tip number one. What about you? Uh, well, along those same lines, I would say that my first tip is to always say yes to new experiences because you never know what's going to come out of it. Story time. I loved Chantal Jeffries. She was my favorite YouTuber. She would recommend chapsticks. I would buy said chapsticks and then I loved said chapsticks. So... <laughs> I just said chapsticks way too much in a very short amount of time and now it doesn't sound like a word. 
Anyways, so she released music and of course I loved that music and during my sophomore year, I was like, you know what? She's coming to San Francisco. I want to see her. So I told my roommate, bitch, get a ticket. We both got tickets and then the night off I got ready and my roommate was in bed asleep and said, you know, I just can't come tonight. It doesn't seem like my thing. But she pushed me to go alone because she knew how much I loved Chantal and I was like, oh, okay, sure, why not? So I go to the club alone, kicking myself, saying this is such a bad idea. Everyone's there in a group except for me. And I'm a girl alone in a club. And then I enter the club and I try to make friends. And no one's really being friendly because they're all in groups, of course. And I'm trying to enter some groups being like, hey, let's hang out. And they're like, fuck off, you weirdo. (laughs) But um, (laughs) yeah, eventually I met this girl at the bar when I went. Because, you know, of course, to survive the night alone, I needed to get a drink. And this girl was just standing there alone. So I said, oh, excuse me, are you like waiting for your friends? And she was like, oh, no, I'm just here alone. And I was like, what? Me too. And then I told her how my roommate bailed. And she told me about how her friends bailed. And we both just loved Chantal. So we ended up spending the whole concert together. We got drunk and then Chantal came. And it was amazing. And we had such a fun time. And then she wanted to stay on after Chantal finished her set but I was like oh you know what I'm feeling a bit tired it's 2 a.m I'm heading home (laughs) back in the day I thought 2 a.m was late (laughs) yeah so then I go outside of the club and I'm waiting for my uber and then suddenly Chantal just emerges from the back door and I go up to her and I'm like oh my god you were so great let's take a photo and she was like yeah sure and then We take a photo, but I didn't realize it at the time. I recorded everything. It wasn't a photo. It was a video. And then other people realized it was Chantal. But by then her car comes and she hops in. So I'm the only person who got a video with her. And I felt so amazing. And of course, that girl and I, we added each other on Instagram. And we started to like chat a little bit. She lived far away. But she would come occasionally to Berkeley and we'd hang out. And it was lovely. And then one day I tell her about how I'm just really bummed because... I was supposed to go to Coachella, but my friends bailed. And then she was like, no way. My friends were supposed to go to Coachella, but they bailed. And then, long story short, we go to Coachella together. No way. Right? That's so cool. Legit, Mm. that night I didn't want to go because I was like, I'm going to go alone to fucking Chantal Jeffrey's concert. But I ended up going. And if I hadn't gone, A, I would have never met such a cool, amazing friend. B, I would have never met Chantal Jeffrey's. And C... I would never have gone to Coachella. Dude, honestly, the ripple effect is mad. But yeah, I completely get that. Like, do things by yourself, like, for yourself. You never know. Like, whether it's, like, going on a walk alone with yourself or, like, traveling on your own and, like, meeting new people. Like, it just, it all, like, adds so much to life, you know? It does. And you also just never know where life will lead you. So always say yes to new experiences. Like... It'll take you places eventually. Like freshman year, I would say yes, left, right and center. And 80% of those things were horrible. And I went to like concerts I didn't want to go to. I went to gardens. I went on like random hikes and stuff, even though it was hell and I was bitten by mosquitoes. But 20% of the time (laughs) it paid off and it shaped me into the person I am today. Fair. But yeah, also saying that the mummy in me is like, if your friend jumps off a bridge, then you shouldn't. Oh my God. Um, Yeah, I mean, just be a little careful, but yeah. I was literally seeing a meme page the other day and it's like, when if your friend jumps off a bridge, would you? And it's two girls and they're both being like, yeah, and they're both like hugging each other and then they go bungee jumping off a bridge. And I'm like, (laughs) I am doing that just to prove my mother wrong. (laughs) 
true true but i feel like everyone has like the morality and like the intelligence to know like when you should say yeah and go for it and when to be like ah oh, no that's a whole different conversation trust me some people don't <laughs> I think I didn't back in the day and I've developed it only the past like 3 years. Well, that brings me to like my second point actually, which is like give yourself permission to fuck up. Yeah. Like all of us will make mistakes whether it's like saying yeah to shit that we should have said no to. Like our podcast is called Mistakes in the Making, which is such a convenient excuse for us to like fuck up and be like, <laughs> yeah, but it's in the title. We always talk about this. I feel like it's human nature to be like hard on your when you fuck up and i think the step you take after you fuck up and how you pick yourself up is what matters the most not the mistake you made and like just learning from it is what makes you like a more like whole individual you know yeah i fully get that like it's so basic but it's like so hard sometimes cuz self criticism and self doubt will always be present but like the only solution i think is to like act in spite of them you know exactly like no matter how badly you fuck up no matter what kind of things you do facing the repercussions will make you a stronger and better person you can yeah. learn from anything and everything but that actually yeah. brings me to my second point because my second point is learn from your mistakes but more importantly learn from others' mistakes Yeah, that is very important. Yeah. Yeah, that is part of the reason why I love listening to podcasts. That's why I follow Jamila Jamil because I feel like there are lots of people out there who have really valuable life lessons and stories and mm. it prevents me from making really bad mistakes. Like for instance, I love Jamila Jamil and she has a very interesting story. She spoke about how she was very influenced as a kid by all these like fitness teas and flat tummy teas and she would read all these like posters and Kate Moss once said nothing tastes as good as skinny feels and like Jamila Jamil just got so into that headspace to the point where she became chronically anorexic and it wasn't until she got into a really bad car crash and she was immobile that she realized how badly she had been treating her own functioning body you know Mm-hmm. and i feel like that story just really resonated with me like i don't want to say all of it but you guys just go to any interview that jamila jamil has done go see her instagram reels her instagram igtv and just listen to her speak and you can learn so much from her experiences yeah yeah no i like that i think it's very important to like surround ourselves with like positive influence and i think a lot of the times we know it's positive because like when people share their life experiences and you relate to it as something that you could potentially do or have done and just see the way they've dealt with it and realize that maybe that's a healthier option exactly i think it's like just a good thing also like on a larger scale you know how our generations like oh we have to learn from like the previous generations mistakes mm-hmm. like if that's something we can hold on to and actually like go ahead with the world would be like a different place eventually it really when would. when these troublesome generations of karens die off literally <laughs> all i say is like those generations need to die and we'll be fine what are you talking about those are like our grandparents and parents generation yeah no no i love them i love them but they haven't made the world a great place so 
Hopefully we'll learn yeah. from that. Hopefully that's the key. I feel like right now we're going through a bit of a democratic backslide. Like, you know, the mm-hmm. older generations are like, oh, I want to take things back to the old days. And I'm like, ah, the old days of like casual racism and sexism. Yeah. Anyways, what's your third point? Okay. Um. So my third point is like, find your why like you know just be to yourself that annoying kid that always goes but why but why but why and literally everything because I found that like you know a lot of the times we get into this rut and like we do things that are like expected out of us or we feel like we have to do but we don't really like sit back and question like why am I doing that whether it's like helping a friend with something or like doing something that like your family expects you to do or even like deciding in your mind like I want to study this and I'm going to go down this path in my life like if you just take a second to sit back and be like but why the fuck am I doing this does this make me happy is this good for me can be like so life-changing I think yeah I feel like oftentimes we're just like told that there's a formula to life where you study you do more studying then you get a good job and then you can pay Mm -hmm. and then you like reproduce and then they do that same cycle but I feel like if you question what exactly you're doing it sometimes gives you a lot of perspective and clarity yeah and like everyone craves clarity right like it's the only way to reach deeper into yourself and find out what makes you happy but like self-discovery is like a fucking long journey bro But like at least with like questioning yourself you can start somewhere and like stop doing something that you were doing but realize like why am I doing this I don't want to. Yeah I I see what you mean like I feel like to some extent we're never going to fully understand who we are and what our purpose on earth is but if you question the smaller things it can help you get some kind of direction in life. Yeah because you don't want to be complacent with your own life right right otherwise what's the point like you know along those lines I feel like all of our points are just bouncing off each other but my last (laughs) point is um okay well here's how I would put it Ashna and I are pretty much cinephiles people who love watching movies like Mm. you 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 have you can listen to any random episode and we'll obviously bring up movies but here's the problem movies so closely mimic real life that sometimes people believe it is real life and in movies you know there's the protagonist and there are side characters so oftentimes people just believe that they are side characters in other people's lives but the cinema and movies aren't real life you're the protagonist of your own story and my last piece of advice would be to really just enjoy your own story and enjoy writing your own story instead of being a side character in someone else's story. Mm. I feel like sometimes to an extent we believe that, you know, oh, you need to be like pretty and you need to be like successful and that's what makes you a main character. But no, you are the main character of your own journey. And I know that yeah. sounds so fucking vague. It's really difficult to put into words, but just start living your life. Do more things for yourself. Like, I would say, you know, as we said in the people-pleasing episode, we're often conditioned to help other people because that's what's seen as, like, being nice and polite. But Mm -hmm. I would say you should spend at least, like, 60-70% of your time just doing things for yourself. Yeah, I definitely get that. And, like, I feel like if stuff isn't going our way, like you said, if we're people-pleasing or, like, 
not asking ourselves why we get into this rut where we need to like find an escape maybe that's cinema maybe for some it's like drinking drugs like art music whatever like we all want to find that escape and i feel like when we get to that point we really need to question like why am i doing this like is this going to influence me in a positive way or am i just getting like lost in another story that's not really real you know mm-hmm. and like that doesn't really make us us and doesn't make us happy whether that's like being complacent in another person's story like you said or like being toxic to yourself also and like being complacent in your own life and not letting your life happen the way you actually wanted to because maybe you're scared or something exactly yeah, i think it's just all fucking connected isn't it like one one small move can like change so much it really can like it's all just the ripple effect as you said before now yeah. this is getting too philosophical and out of hand so let's just like wrap it up <laughs> with a nice neat bow wait i got to ask you though yeah what gives you life first thing that comes in your mind what gives you life my creativity i i feel like for the longest time i was under the impression that my looks the way i acted and presented myself to society defined me but then i realized that my creativity being able to control my art as you would say whether mm. it's writing doing this podcast or even like sketching that gives me life because my true talent is not my looks and the way i present myself it's my brain ah i like that oh thank you yeah i really like it when you say i like that but i'm like no don't seek external validation <laughs> no trust me if i didn't like it i'd just be silent and you get one of my hmms you do <laughs> that all worry. the time <laughs> <laughs> god hmm. but what gives you life um i think like being alone with myself and like letting myself contemplate and really like reflect over like my own feelings or like how much i've grown or how much i haven't grown and just like really like thinking about it in like a room with a good view and like some music literally that's like my petrol sometimes i feel it just fuels you on yeah i yeah. feel like you need to recharge fairly often like sometimes they're just like oh, zahra fuck this i'm just going to spend some time alone today and i'm like okay yeah. sure <laughs> fair enough watch tv do your thing and i really like that oh see look at you learning from my i like that it does feel good <laughs> it does feel good it does <laughs> Anyways, we've spoken oh, yeah. a lot about what gives us life and what mm-hmm. really makes us feel the best version of ourselves. So, mm-hmm. hopefully you guys can like take some of our advice and actually follow it. It'll be crazy that our words will impact someone. Honestly, yeah. Yeah, but also keep in mind we are 22, so hopefully by the time we turn 30, we'll have better advice. <laughs> and we listen to this and be like, what were we talking about? Oh. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that was pretty heavy. I feel like on some level I'm nervous cuz I'm not really used to giving people advice, but on the other hand, if this even helps <laughs> one person, then it's worth it. Yeah, honestly, even if it's us. Yeah, and I don't think we've not we've not been through like major life events that have really shaped us in like a jarring way. But you know who has? Olivia Jade, the girl who oh, whoa. <laughs> transitions. <laughs> that transition she was the girl who 
mm-hmm. um her mother played aunt becky in full house laurie lachlan yeah. and yeah. her father was a fashion designer for target stores and two years ago i believe they were caught for bribing usc to get their children in like into those schools and i was like first of all i was shocked because i thought even without you know bribing they would have gotten in yeah probably usc loves like famous kids <laughs> anyways this week i think wasn't she on like the red table talk and she's doing like this apology tour isn't she like her side of the story thing yeah like she couldn't speak for two years because her parents were trying to plead not guilty but now her parents yeah. just took a plea deal and the other people that pled guilty in the first place got like a week which is such a joke and her parents have gotten like two, three months. So they're both in jail now. And the minute they went in, she started her apology tour. And she went and she like spoke to Jada and Willow. And they chatted about how, you know, she 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 didn't realize what she did was wrong. Can you believe that? Like she was just like, oh, this is so normal. Like I didn't know why yeah. there was such an outrage. Like all my friends have done this. <laughs> oh God. To be honest, I feel like we know people that have done this in, as well. Like India is no different. Yeah. If you're rich and you're privileged, like you can buy your seat at any university in the country. But like, I know, I know I haven't seen like any of the interviews because I'm like, should I give this lady my time of day? But I know she said that she thinks she's the poster child for white privilege. Yeah. And I'm just like, that doesn't give you like redemption, you know, like just because you say that. I don't know what she wanted to get out of it. Okay, confession time. Uh, Mm -hmm. I loved Olivia's videos before like the scandal happened. Like I'd watch a lot of them. Like she and Chantal Jeffries, I went through a phase where I was really into that kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. And I'd see like the kind of stuff that she would always like, you know, buy and like I'd be like, oh, that seems like a cool thing. I want that too. And I don't know. I feel like she always seemed very nice and sweet. But I guess, you know, she was very like, I, I didn't realize what privilege really was at that time either. So yeah. I don't know. But I- do you think she's actually changed? I don't know. I mean, we literally just spoke about like making mistakes and learning from it. Right. So if she genuinely like means what she's saying and means her apology then you know like she does deserve a second chance everyone does Mm -hmm. but i don't like we'd never know how genuine it is yeah would we because that's what happens with like people in the public eye you just sometimes you just don't know it might just be like good pr or bad pr you know very true but i feel like people are just gonna welcome her back with open arms like i feel like they're gonna be like zero consequences for her this time next year so far to me is like what's the point like i think like i think people would have accepted her even a year ago Mm, you think so yeah and i think a lot of it has to do with her whiteness and like her prettiness oh definitely definitely and i think she'd only be largely accepted by like the privileged white community yeah, but like privileged white community love redemption because they've also done fucked up shit oh definitely yeah <laughs> and then she becomes that like one good example of like yeah you can fuck up but see like she's fine now like you know everyone's forgiven her she's got a second chance so maybe we could and like then it just becomes excuses exactly oh. <laughs> no but also i feel like to a very large extent her appearance is like very innocent like she's never been like a girl to dress provocatively she's always been that kind of person who projects an image of like just having innocent fun just hanging out with my friends like 
And I think that's a big reason why people are gonna like bring her back because she looks that way. If Willow Smith and Jada Smith give some of their goodwill to you, then you know, it's also <laughs> love the pun goodwill. <laughs> then you're golden. So oh, bless. I feel like I feel like people like Jada. Does she understand how important her show Red Table Talk is? Like people worship that show. I know. And if Jada's okay with it, then they will be okay with it. So that's why I think it's very smart that she did that. Like, imagine if she had just done a YouTube video where she's like, I'm sorry. Like how Logan Paul did after he did that suicide forest shit. Mm. Yeah, she pulled a Jordan Woods. That's what she did. Yeah. Willow and Jada can mend reputations. Oh, definitely. Like after the whole like Khloe Kardashian thing, all Jordan had to do was like this interview her side of the story and she's back. Like... No one's angry, like, everyone understands her side of it, whatever, whatever, but, like, she's back. Yeah. So, God knows, might happen, but I hope, like, people don't forget. I don't think they will, but, like, uh, I don't know, it's a tricky one, isn't it? Because she was young. um, And it wasn't, like, it was her parents, not her. Like, she's not in jail, they're in jail. But here's the thing, like, she promised that, like, you know... It, she, it made her realize how privileged she was. And she says she wants to do something with her privilege. So if she opens up, like, say, a charity where she helps provide underprivileged kids with SAT tutoring and college counseling, her intentions, good, bad, uh, ugly, pretty, whatever it may be, they'll be that. But she'll still be doing good actions, you know? Yeah, I guess we'll have to stay tuned, hopefully. Yeah, so if this, like, forces her and her family to start something and use their money for good, then, hey, I'll forgive her. Sure, why not? And if she wants to come on this podcast... (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, let's wrap up. Yeah. What did we speak about in the first half? (laughs) God fucking knows. (laughs) Until next week, guys. Bye. Bye.